Hi folks, I'm Wound Care Karen. I love being a nurse and I have a passion for wound care. I want to inspire nurses, educate patients, and have a little fun along the way. Now today's episode is specifically for nurses or anyone who knows a nurse. Because today we're going to talk about the nurse's honor guard. It's a ceremony provided at a nurse's funeral or memorial service to thank her or him for their service. Now it's very near and dear to my heart because I've had the honor of being a volunteer member of the San Antonio Nurses Honor Guard since its inception a few years ago. So today I'm very honored to introduce my special guest. Her name is Julie Murray and she's been instrumental in promoting and advising and coordinating Nurses Honor Guards all across America. So welcome, welcome, Julie, and thanks so much for taking the time to talk with me today. Well, I have to say thank you to Karen, because anytime I can get the word out about the Nurses Honor Guard and spread the message and get new groups started, I'm happy to do it. So thank you for having me. That's great. And I agree, because honestly, every service I attend, I hear from everyone, we, we never knew about this. We didn't know about this. And then I hope they take the word and spread it also. So I totally agree. But before we get started talking about the Nurses Honor Guard, can you tell us a little bit about you? Um, tell us about your nursing career. Well, I am retired now, but it was after 41 years of working in the OR. I started as a surgical tech and went from there into nursing. And at that time, I became involved in our nurses union as well and uh, ended my career at the bedside in December of 2019, just before the height of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Good timing, right? <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. Wow. In fact, it was pretty much the pandemic that inspired our San Antonio Nurses Guard to to um, to get started. So, what was your first experience with the Nurses Honor Guard? Like, when did you hear of it, or how did you come to know it? It was in 2011, and one of the nurses that I worked with had gone to a conference, and she saw it at this conference. And at that time, there was only one nurses honor guard in the Kansas State Nurses Association started it in 2004. And they would send one nurse anywhere in the state and do the ceremony. And then there was a hospital in Detroit that mimicked it, but they would only do the ceremony for the nurses that were employed at that hospital. And when she brought it back to my hospital, we saw it at our professional practice group. And I was so inspired when I saw that. And I said, we have to start a group. So we started our group and then I realized we need to just take this further because we can't just have little pockets here and there. So I started organizing it's a little bit slowly at first, but it's uh, gaining speed every day. Oh, that is so awesome. And it's for all nurses, right? LVNs, it RNs? It's for all nurses. Yep. Awesome. And it's a nonprofit, right? It's a volunteer group. Yes. Each each nurse, you know, we kind of, we pay for our own uniform. Um, and what about like cost of flowers and nightingale lamps and other materials? What about those? Each group has kind of done a little bit differently. Some groups will charge a membership fee, a yearly membership fee, and that def- uh, offsets the cost for the lamps and the roses and such. But honestly, to get a group started, it doesn't take a lot of money. You're probably your biggest startup cost is the uh, brochures that you print up. So mm-hmm. that you really rely a lot on donations from people. You've got your membership fee, which is maybe $35 a year. Usually that's what groups charge. 
But you get donations from grateful families who understand that we are volunteers and we rely on those donations. Exactly. But it doesn't take a lot of money. No, not at all. It's, it's just very grassroots. I love mm -hmm. the fact that it's not, you know, there's not copyrighted material we have to pay for. It's not, you know, it's just, it just, to me, it's just so very grassroots. It's from the heart. It's, and it's full of honor and dignity. And I just, I just love it. Now, so before we talk about the actual ceremony, because I do want to get into that, can you talk first about the uniform that we put on? So the uniform was back to the traditional white uniform, complete with a cap and a cape. And the cap was worn for many years. It started out when nuns wore their uh, habits, and then they, the nuns were the first nurses. So then they eventually evolved into a cap, and it was used to keep your hair out of the way and for cleanliness. The cape was worn back in the 1800s in the Florence Nightingale times in the Crimean War. And from then on, the cape was worn to keep warm. The high neck collar on it was to keep them warm when they were in the field tending to the soldiers. The red lining, they could flip the cape back and show the red lining. And that would signify that they were medical personnel and hopefully keep them safe while they were out in the field when there was a shooting going on so that they would be visible to be shown that they were medical. Right. So that's where we wanted a, a tradition similar to what police, fire, and military do, and their dress uniforms. And this is yes. the closest thing that we have to a dress uniform, and it really speaks to our rich history. I totally agree. Uh, anytime, even just when I put it on, I just feel, I don't know, I step into history. I stand taller. <laughs> My, you know, my posture is stick straight. Um, I just, I honestly, I, I feel like a nurse and, and it's unrecognizable. You know, anyone who sees yeah. this, they know right away that that's a nurse. Yes. So I, when people are getting started and I tell them, there's a feeling you're going to have when you put that uniform on and it comes over you. I'm not going to be able to explain it to you because you're going to have to feel it yourself. But what you just said is exactly the feeling. You stand very proud and it brings back the dignity and respect that has been kind of damaged lately for nurses and all that we've been through through COVID and through all the different staffing issues that we've had. So it kind of reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. We're healers. We're healing the families, but we're also healing our own souls because we feel that. Right. Just what you explained. Yes. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Absolutely. So now let's talk a little bit about the ceremony. What does a typical ceremony look like? So each ceremony is going to be a little bit different because you're going to sometimes be in a church. You might be in a funeral home. You could be at graveside. I've actually done one in a bar before. You just use your critical thinking skills. You assess the situation and that's how you do your layout. The ceremony is going to be the same no matter where you do it. It's just maybe where you line up or where you stand is going to be whatever situation you're in to right. do the ceremony. So we try to come from the back of the church or the funeral home or whatever whatever, when we process in with a lit nightingale lamp and the others follow behind. And then we line up in front. And if there's a casket, we'll flank that casket or 
there's an urn, we'll flank the table with the urn is on. Then the, the nurse who's doing the speaking will get to the front and she'll stand there and do the ceremony. It's a very short ceremony, three to five minutes is all it takes. There's a, a white rose that is given to the nurse. It's presented as an honor to be for being our colleague. Mm-hmm. And that rose can either be put on the casket, it can be put next to the urn, but if there's not a casket or an urn, you would give it to the family. After the ceremony is concluded, then we ask any nurse present to stand and we're going to do a final roll call. So any nurses present would stand at that time and you'll call the name of the nurse that you're honoring that day. You say their name and say, please report for duty. And then you ring a chime or a triangle. And you do that three times. You call their name three times. After the third time, you say, Nurse Julie, we officially release you from your nursing duties. And sometimes you can say your colleagues will take it from here. I kind of like that. That's a little new addition that I've picked up. Uh, And it's just so uh, moving for the families because they live our life as a nurse. They're the ones that are there for the crazy schedules, the on-call shifts, the people calling you for advice. All of the things that we experience as a nurse, our family experienced that with us. So they're very proud of us. And so this is an opportunity for them to know that their loved one was honored for that work that he or she did. Then you process out. If there is a casket, you can process out behind the casket and also uh, flank the casket when it's loaded into the hearse as standing guard. And then you're done. Yes. Just beautiful. The, the ceremony's absolutely beautiful. Um, there's usually not a dry eye in the house. That's true. I've had some uh, people come up to me and say, I never cry, but you made me cry. And, you know, sometimes we even have a few tears, too. Even if we didn't know the nurse, you feel like you do know the nurse after you're done with this. Absolutely. Especially, uh, you know, standing at the front, looking at the family and loved ones and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes we're sometimes we're first in procession, sometimes we're last, so we get to hear other people talking about the nurse that just passed. And and you do, you get to know them. Yeah, there's there's many a time when I choke through the Nightingale tribute, but right. you know, other times I pull myself together and, you know, and carry yes. on. <laughs> so, so I always, people that ask me, how do you get through it? I ask them to summon up what it takes when you're working bedside and you have a patient that's crashing and you have formed a relationship with that patient. So you really care about what's happening there mm-hmm. and you get through that. And then you have your tears or your sadness afterwards and you can do it. We've Absolutely. all done it and be able to put our, our faces back on again. I agree. And, and to not be afraid to shed a tear either because we're, we're human right. also. So, and so, and that's all part of nursing is the caring, you know, you care for this person that passed. So yeah, I totally agree. So, um, so yeah, like I said, our, our local San Antonio nurses honor guard, uh, was, it was coordinated by Laura Espinoza and her inspiration again was the pandemic, you know, just, just sitting through these times and what we've all been through and uh, it's just been crazy. So that is certainly what inspired her to call us uh, to service. Have you personally noticed an increase in interest in the honor guard because of the pandemic? It really did start out a little bit slow. And then as the pandemic hit, it came into full swing and we became more aware of the death around us and the honor that we were doing to take care of those patients. And this really helps us bring back that feeling of honor to our profession. 
because it hit us hard. I agree. And and we lost so many nurses through the pandemic. And, um, you know, I, I can't think of a time in recent past other than great wars, you know, right. uh, when we lost so many of our comrades. And so, again, just another big inspiration. Is the Nurse Honor Guard, is it just in the United States or is it in other places? It is right now, but I am talking with a couple of nurses from Canada, so I'm hoping to take this international. So then I will be changing the name of the National Nurses Honor Guard Coalition to the International Nurses Honor Guard Coalition. So, Oh, how yes, exciting. Some, some from Australia and also from Canada have reached out to me. So as soon as we get that settled, I will be putting that on the page for sh- everyone to see. Oh, that's super exciting. And I know I have some listeners in UK, Ireland, and um, and Australia. So again, maybe they're hearing yeah. this and they'll spread the word too. We so, want you. We want you. Exactly. Yes. yes. The more, yes, the more the merrier. Um, so with our, with our local group, San Antonio Nurses Honor Guard, you know, so we've done, we have a website that that's my job is the website uh, designer and um, I keep it up. Uh, we have a Facebook page and then we also had business cards made and right on the business card there's actually a Q code so they can just you know hold up their phone and that Q card links them to our website and that's how we kind of advertise and spread the word in you know in addition to word of mouth but we're also we're advertising for membership you know we want other nurses to join us to do this but we're also advertising our services you know to family members and uh, and loved ones and mortuary services etc so are there any other ideas or have you heard any unique things of how to spread the word well for sure your hospice houses are going to be involved in uh, funeral planning so they should be included as well your clergy you should let them know because they may be very much involved in planning that but also I used to do what I call cruise the obituaries before the funeral directors were understanding what it was that we do I would look at the obituaries and I'd see a name of a nurse and then I'd call them and say, would you please offer it to the family? Once the funeral director saw what we did and it's no cost to the family and how much the families appreciated it, they were on board. And when we got there, they'd have a room set aside for us to get changed in with bottled water and they were happy to have us. So for sure you can do that. But social media is so powerful. Those Facebook pages really reach out to a lot of nurses. Yes, absolutely. And here in San Antonio, we seem to have like large chains of mortuary services and funeral services. And you're right. Once, in fact, once one funeral director, you know, hears about us and we sees our ceremony, um, you can tell because we're also called to other right. uh, facilities in their chain. So I, so I know they're spreading the word. With them, you need to, too, each state has their state association of funeral directors, and they meet annually. And I just came back from uh, Cleveland. We did some uh, a meeting for the funeral directors there and one in St. Louis. And then you have them all together. You do a mock ceremony. You can release Florence Nightingale from her nursing duties. Good God rest her soul. Mm-hmm. She should be released. But uh, <laughs> then they all could see it. So we had handouts for them, and we reached a lot more of the funeral directors than before, and they were excited about it. So look up your state funeral director associate, call them and tell them what it is you're doing and that you'd like to present at their meeting. That's a really good way to get the word out for the funeral directors. But I still think social media for your nurses is the best way. And nurses come to the funerals of nurses. So make sure that you always have cards in your pocket to give them because they'll want to join you once they see it. They'll be inspired just like you and I were when we saw it. I I totally agree. Yeah, that's a great idea, though, about the the state... uh... Funeral Association. Great idea. So 
if a nurse is listening and he or she is interested in volunteering to be a part of the nurse's honor guard, um, I think the simplest way is they could do a simple internet search, you know, just kind of type in nurses honor guard near me. And, you know, if they have one local, it'll pop up for sure. But if they don't have one in their area and they're inspired to start one, how do they contact you or how do they learn more about the honor guard? They can email me and I can give you the email address. And I have a listing of where all the groups are located and I can connect them to their closest group or I can help them start a group. I don't publish the information on the internet with these because there's a lot of personal phone numbers and email addresses. So I like to protect their privacy with that, with all the crazy stuff that goes on in this world. So I kind of have all that and then I can give it out to you. But all they have to do is email me and I am happy, happy, happy to help anybody that wants to find a group or start one. Right, And I work with that group until they're up and running. I don't just give you the information and go away. We have Zoom calls and we have, I'm available for questions as they come up and we work it out. That's great. And I'll link that, um, I'll link your email address in in my show notes for sure. Um, And I thought this was so timely. I saw this, uh, a news article, I think it popped up yesterday, April 11th, that um, they found some ashes uh, they found an urn with some ashes in it in a dumpster. These, I think two women found it. And they, of course, the name was on it. And they did a lookup in Ancestry. And they found out that this was a World War II nurse. And they looked up where her husband had passed away. They literally went to that cemetery, saw his stone there. And there's a place there for her. So then they coordinated with the cemetery for a free burial for those ashes. And the best part is they had the nurse honor guard do a ceremony for her. Did you see that news article? I just saw that and it just moved me to tears. It really did. And I saw the, the nurses that were doing the ceremony and I recognized them as one of the groups that I got started. So I'm so proud of them. They make me, whenever I see my groups doing something like that, I feel like one of my kids graduated. It just is so, it's awesome to me. That's great. Yes, you should feel this way. I, I hope you understand that this is your legacy. Like I'm here because of you, you know, like we're all doing this because we, we heard about it from you. You've been shouting it from the rooftops and you're like the little fairy godmother of the nurse's <laughs> honor guard. And I can't think of a better time. Like it's, we, we needed this. We really needed this. So I just, I can't thank you enough. The, the North Carolina nurses call me Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So before we wrap up here, I, I'm a big Hollywood fan. I love I love all things entertainment and movies. So I ask this of all my guests. So if you'll bear with me, if they were going to make a movie about you, and I think they should, who would you want to star as you? Well, that's a really tough one, Karen. But I think that I would go with Sally Field. Ooh. Because of the movie, uh, Norma Jean. Norma Ray? The union thing in Norma, yeah, Norma Ray. Because of the way she inspired people with her, uh, grassroots movement in that factory that she worked in. And that's kind of how it feels that I'm doing the same kind of shout out and trying to organize nurses. And, uh, I'm happy to do it, but I think maybe Sally Field. 
I think that's great because you did that with the, with the nurses union too, right? I did. Yes. I was very, have been very active in organizing nurses all over the country. So yes, exactly. This is, I, I think this is just an extension of that. That's so awesome. That's a great choice. Great choice. Well, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on my little podcast. And uh, I just really think it's great what you're doing in these really, really challenging times. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I thank you for spreading the word. And I'm hoping that some other people will will hear this and let me help them get started. Yes, I agree. All you listening out there, (laughs) please, please join us. It's fun. You can network. There's camaraderie. And um, I can't think of a better service than than to, um, you know, properly give our loved ones a goodbye. So, and if they want to, brothers. if they want to see what what it looks like, take a look at the National Nurses Honor Guard Coalition Facebook page. I post everything I can about what nurses are doing around the country, and there's video on there too that can show you what it looks like too. So that's a good that's, place to start. Yeah, that's a great idea. And I'll, I'll link, um, I'll post that link in my show notes. Also, that's a great idea. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Folks, this podcast was recorded in my studio on the hill in San Antonio, Texas in April of 2023. It was produced and edited by Wound Care Karen, and I did it all while spring cleaning. The views expressed here belong to me and my guest and not our employer or affiliates. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give me a five-star review. If you have ideas for future podcast content, please drop me a line at contact at woundcarekaren.com or message me on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I'm Wound Care Karen, and please remember, folks, time does not heal all wounds. So if that happens to you, please seek help from a wound care professional.